Coming up, we're going to be talking about Mickey's Halloween party at the Disneyland Park, as well as some of the holiday offerings coming to the Disneyland Resort and more in this episode of the Disneyland edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 745 for the week of October 1st, 2018. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, today. Um, unfortunately, Pete is a little under the weather, so I am taking on uh, his role again. I, Yeah, so... I'm sure he's going to feel better uh, by the time this episode has come out. I hope so. But um, if you want to wish him well a week late, feel free. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I'm here. And to join me for this week's episode, we have in the back of the room here in Orlando, Florida with me, we've got Craig Williams. Ahoy, ahoy. And then in Southern California, we've got hmm, Tyler Crouch. I was debating who to introduce Hello. first. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, sorry. I was like, uh, and it made me look like I forgot your names. <laughs> so <laughs> nice to have you here, Penelope and Steven. Um, so <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so uh, so this week we're going to be talking, like I said in the teaser, we're going to be talking about Tyler and Katrina's experience at the uh, Halloween party at Disneyland Park, but well, I figured we'd kick off the show and just dive right into the things that we are most excited about in Disneyland this week, or I, the land. I, for, I forget how Pete words it. Um, but uh, so anyway, so I'm going to start us off here because I feel like I've got um, a, a fairly uh, important one here. So we, we talked about the Halloween uh, time offerings at Disneyland Resort in our last episode. In this episode, we're talking about the hard ticket event, the Halloween party. And um, in uh, the meantime, since that, uh, Disney Parks blog has put out some information about the holidays, which will be beginning just after the Halloween time ends. Um, so the holidays at Disneyland Resort begin November 9th, um, and they will be transforming the happiest place on earth into the merriest place on earth now i personally have never been out there for any of their holiday offerings uh obviously tyler and katrina you have and craig you've spoken very highly about it i have you have okay. yes yes i was looking for your confirmation i I, oh. I i have actually been to the holidays i think probably three times now okay and so i think in terms of like a season that i've gone to disneyland i've gone more in the holiday season than any other ones. Oh, okay. So, well, but go. that's special because I think the holidays truly are the best time to experience Disneyland. More, just in my opinion. more than the Halloween time? Oh, it, it's not even a freaking comparison. Really? Okay. Because yeah. I love Halloween time. So I, it's I, magical. I don't, yeah. I, I, I feel like <laughs> this this year might be the first year. I, I don't know. I've been out there so much this year, but I, this might be the first year that I try and do just to experience the holidays even a little bit out there. So we'll see what happens, though. The um, nice thing, but... too, about doing the holidays real quick at Disneyland as opposed to Disney World is that there's no extra ticket party. It's just the holidays yeah, all the time. Exactly. You don't have to 
get the, another uh, ticket to go to a, a little party at the end of the night. So well, yeah, and that that actually was the first thing I was going to mention was um, one of the returning favorites here is a Christmas fantasy parade at Disneyland Park. So this is their um, Christmas parade uh, that's got Mickey, Minnie, Santa, the reindeer, um, princesses. Um, do they have the soldiers marching along like yes. we have here? Okay, because that's oh, yeah. my favorite part. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's a that's a parade here in or in uh, Walt Disney World. You can only see that like I want to say it's the last two weeks around Christmas time into New Year that it becomes the regular parade for the park. Um, other than that, if you're coming um, anytime in November or the early December, you have to um, do the Christmas party at Magic Kingdom. Whereas at Disneyland Resort, it is part of your regular holiday offerings during the day. And you're probably familiar with this parade if you are a fan of the the Disney Parks Christmas Day parade special that they show uh, every year. So for the past two years, uh, it's made that switch where Walt Disney World is the hub for all of the musical entertainment and all the concerts that they have. But then the parade that you actually watch is a version of Disneyland's Christmas parade with extras thrown in. So uh, if you, if you're thinking like, Oh, well, I've never been to Disneyland for the holidays. You have at least seen parts of this parade mm -hmm. just in the, the completely staged fashion. That's in no way representative of what the actual yeah, parade. I was going to say Craig sounds a little bitter, <laughs> but if you saw our, our Tuesday Disney world edition, of the show uh, from last week he did give his feelings about that uh about the holiday parade uh on tv and i do agree with him because i did go to the taping at disney world once and i remember they had the um you remember those uh dogs that was like the spinoff of Airbud, and it was like they had the bunch of golden retriever puppies and there were all these movies i believe it was air buddies but the buddies yeah so there was a christmas one and Snow they buddies. Snowbody. So they were all they were all there. Big celeb, I know. I got a photo with them. Um, but uh, they were on the sidewalk, like they were there watching the parade. And I remember like watching that on Christmas, even though they filmed it in November, um, uh, or the first weekend of December uh, of the Snowbodies being like, "Look at this parade! It's great." That was the worst impression of those dogs' voices. It but was. anyway, <laughs> so we've got the Christmas Fantasy Parade. Like I said, that's going to be starting on November 9th at Disneyland Park, um, and this means that Pixar Play Parade, thank God, in my opinion, is coming to an end November 4th. I didn't like this parade when it was at Hollywood Studios, and I don't care for it at disneyland park either but that's just me some people love it and that's cool i respect that i just it i don't i don't i it, it when we were trying to record it, it i got shot right in the face with the water and i was like normally i'd be like yay but the, yeah, that day i was just like fun right now that's the fun part getting shot in the face with water i know i know <laughs> you know isn't it it's not a disney park unless you've been sprayed by water at some whether you're in a 3d show or at a parade or just a random passerby getting you with their uh, squeeze breeze bottle um, so that's going to be happening during the, uh, does your Christmas parade happen during the day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, day it ha night. yeah, they do one at dusk too. So it'll be a little bit darker, but yeah, they, they do it during the day. Okay. I, that was, that's, that's a switch from ours. Cause ours, since it's at the party, it was only at night or does it become, um, part of the parade during the day, those two weeks of Christmas? I don't know. I've never actually watched it other than at the party. Yeah, I've only seen it at the party. I refuse to go to the Magic Kingdom during Those Hell weeks, Week yeah. or the, <laughs> the week before. Yeah, so. well, essentially once that becomes the regular parade, it's like a get out of there. Um, but yeah, anyway, so um, at night they're going to be offering Believe in Holiday Magic, which is the uh, 
this the returning favorite, um, which has a um, a snowfall finale to it. That sounds pretty magical. I mean, I like whenever it snows on Main Street here in Disney World. I'm sure it's like extra magical when it's happening in Southern California, especially since your nights get a little chilly out there. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's – I feel like when they do the finale, it's really magical. But my favorite area to watch the fireworks is by Small World mm -hmm. because Small World's all lit up during Christmas. And I think that's like the best facade decorations that they've done for Christmas. Yeah. And then they do the snowfall and it just like – I just get super excited for Christmas. I've, I've seen a video of it <laughs> and it looks really, really awesome. But um, I – that's not mentioned in this article. I'm sure they're going to be bringing that back as that's like oh, a yeah. traditional favorite and stuff like that. So the, – the nice part about the believe in holiday magic fireworks or that it's just like the parade it runs every single day well it's fireworks at disneyland so if they're able to do it because of wind uh but if from my experience i know it just depends on what time of the what time of the season you're going but i've found that i can usually get a pretty awesome spot for this without the normal hours and hours of waiting mm -hmm. for fireworks like in other uh, in other Disneyland shows. And it, it's a very cute show. I think I think the Magic Kingdoms are uh, uh, holiday fireworks during our our Christmas party are way superior to believe in holiday magic. But it, it's absolutely worth watching. It's a it's a nice it's kind of an endearing special show versus like an overly Christmassy one. That's good. That's nice. Um, well, in addition to that, um, it says that uh, the Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle is going to be happening again. So um, let me ask you about that. Is that similar to how they um, – There's no the, show. There's no show, but is it like the lighting like they do on our castle where our castle looks frozen at night? It's not that intricate. It's not – not icicle lights covering icicle every light. single yeah, – it, It's not every icicle. single inch. Yeah, they basically put snow on the roof, and that's kind of where they end it. There's some icicle lights, but it's not it's not anywhere close to what they do with Cinderella Castle, and there is no there's no like lighting ceremony at night or anything like yeah. that. So. Okay, well, it's, it's still decorated. It still it, still seems to be nice. I but. think the benefit of that is that it has the Christmas look both during the day and at night. Whereas yeah. at Cinderella Castle, you know, if you're not seeing it with the with the ice lights on there, then you're not seeing it at its best during oh, the holidays. 100% agree. 100%. Um, well, um, also, this is saying that uh, uh, that Cars Land is going to have some decorations sure. as well. Is that a new thing, or have they been doing that for a while? No, they've been doing that for a while now. Um, they've been doing that probably for four or five years, I would say. Probably okay. five, closer to five or probably, I think right when, I think I've always heard that when they were opening Cars Land, they were actually doing um, work for the decorations at the same exact time. So they they were like ready to go have the Christmas decorations uh, ready for when it opened. So they've been doing that since the beginning, but I, I think it's... did they recently change the songs though? Yeah. Because they did the Halloween songs, they made it Christmas songs too for oh, the two rights. Yeah, that's uh, that's oh. exactly correct. It, that's true. When I went the first Christmas, I went to Disneyland. It was 2013, and they had all the decorations and they had the snowy car out front of the sign and all that. But 
all of the the audio on the attractions was still the same and now they've done the christmas versions of them and i can actually say that if you want to listen to the christmas versions they are available at least on apple music uh to listen to year round i've already given it a a couple (laughs) spins so far and i I love it i want them to release the halloween stuff too but i'm happy with the christmas yeah Oh, that's good. I love that. Is, is it, so is is it as intricate as um, the Halloween celebration gets there? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, I think actually Halloween is a little bit more intricate. Actually, yeah. there's a couple of special extra things that they do for Halloween that I think brings it over the top. But okay, the really cool thing is going there at dusk, and every single night they do this lighting ceremony, and they do this all year round. But it's even more special when they do the Christmas stuff because when the lights are all coming on one at a time at dusk, it's like just beautiful. It really yeah. is a really cool place to be. So yeah, I think it's I it, the Halloween decorations are definitely superior. They're mm-hmm. just it it covers the area more, but uh, I, I the Christmas decorations do feel right at home in Cars Land, and I do love I love the lighting. That's my favorite of their the three different lighting schemes that they do when, when it lights up at dusk. Well, while we're at California Adventure, we're going to talk about some of the other offerings that they were talking about that are coming back, um, which is festive food marketplaces. Um, and so on the Parks blog, it says, as part of Festival of the Holidays, the delicious mix of holiday dishes and beverages found at the festive food marketplaces celebrates diverse cuisines, cultures, and traditions. To make way for Festival of the Holidays, though, Paint the Night Parade is ending its limited time. Time run. Um, so if you want to see Paint the Night, you got to see it by November 7th. November 7th is the last day um, of that parade, which I hope is coming back after the holidays. I feel like this parade has never gotten its full. Like in 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 um, in Disney World, I feel like we get parades and you're like, oh, gosh, like, come on, move it, shake it, celebrate it. Get out of here. I get that you've changed a word <laughs> from time to time, but come on. It's the same costumes and the same floats. You know, we beat it to death out here. Whereas you guys are like, well, look, here's a little bit, and then you can't have any more. And then here's a little bit, and you can't have any more. So, well, I think they've realized that they get these huge boosts of people, not only at the end of the runs, but also at the beginning of the runs. And that way they can just like really, when they really want to make sure and hammer it home with the amount of guests in the park and everything, yeah. they just they're just like, oh, well, we're going to end it for a few months. And then, of course, everybody flips out and they sell a bunch of new merchandise when it comes back. So, uh, yeah, it's true. Um, I didn't think about the merch. But I uh, see Paint the Night to me to me seems like the perfect like holiday overlay parade like that you could. I don't know if it's feasible or possible, but, you know, it's already all lit up and it's at night. But if you just drop in a little bit of Jingle Bell beat into those songs and like you add a little <laughs> bit, a little bit of maybe some of the floats could have snow machines on them or something. And like maybe I don't know if the lights can be programmed to be different colors because we know some of those have alternating color lights. Like I, I feel like this thing's primed to be like a paint the night holiday edition. That's just me, though. So that would blow my mind, yeah. honestly. That would be probably like the best idea ever. Yeah. So Disney, if you're listening, please <laughs> ignore you, uh, everything else I said that? except for that. Um, but uh, so also over at California Venture, um, we're going to have uh, the Disney Viva Navidad street party. Um, and as part of Disney Viva Navidad holiday celebration, a colorful street party comes to life with musicians, dancers, and giant. What kind of puppets are these? Mo, Mohiganga? Mohanga? Mohiga? I'm not sure what word you're looking at. It is M O J I G A N G A. 
I didn't know there was an okay. Anyway, okay, the three cut from Mache. Yeah, I, I know. know the one we don't. We needed Mary Jo for this episode. Um, <laughs> she's our resident translator. So uh, there's also going to be the three caballeros: Donald Duck, Panchito, and Jose. Um, uh, are going to lead a jolly, joyous celebration out there. Um, I love this stuff. I love when you guys do uh, Dia de los Muertos out there. Like I, I, I just love that there's a very. Um, like a cultural influence out there that I feel like we like I, yeah, I get it we have Epcot but like I don't know it feels a little more genuine when yeah. I see the 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 stuff that's celebrating like Mexican heritage out there I don't know it's the I, I love this show and and it's cool too because they bring back a lot of the same dancers as every year uh, so you kind of see them like grow up in a way, because they're really, like, I have seen like the same people, and then I'm going to be rude, but I'm like, oh my gosh, your acne cleared up. That's awesome. And <laughs> oh, like, but other than that, like the music gets you like so pumped for the holidays, and then it makes you just want to sing along, and then it gets stuck in your head for like a good month or so, and you just yeah. keep saying it over yeah. and over and over again. Well, I love the I three caballeros too, so just seeing them out there is always a happy celebration for me. Yeah. So. Well, it's not. That's pretty much it. We have for details on this. Uh, there's not much more in here. Um, unfortunately, there's no list of food or anything, which is the thing I'm most excited about. But I'm sure we'll get. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sure that we will get more as we get closer, because I'm hoping for like uh, like Disney Parks blog to put out like their list of how they did the Halloween treats. I'm ready to see what uh, the holidays has to offer. And I have heard for years that. The Disneyland candy cane is like a thing to get, a oh, yeah. thing to have. Oh yeah. So that's something that I'm like, this might be the year I make my pilgrimage for it. It's it's even beyond that. Uh, like we always talk about decorations, and you know, you mentioned the seasonal decor at least on Sleeping Beauty Castle, but it really does transcend throughout the entire parks at the holidays uh, at Disneyland, which is very special. It, it goes through downtown Disney and as well too, and adds in that, that extra, extra seasonal charm as well. So you feel it everywhere around you. And I love, it's a small world holiday. Like it's just, it, it makes me super happy. I mean, it'll make you hate jingle bells if you don't already hate no. it because <laughs> it, uh, that's your, your repeat loop song on that but mm. and then it's it's the perfect time of year to ride haunted mansion holiday because it's the only time it makes sense it's the christmas season i know how you say so, uh, that's i love <laughs> disneyland at christmas holidays at disneyland excellent day. i feel your joy and it makes me so excited for christmas I know. I mean, I, Halloween <laughs> is definitely – there's nothing I, – it's for me, it's like Halloween. I love Halloween, and then it's like I like Christmas too. So it's a, it's the this like part of the year is the best time of year, you know. Um, so, well, thank you guys for helping me get through this as I'm the only one here who hasn't experienced that. So I appreciate that. Um, and let's move on to some of the stuff that you're excited about. Craig, why don't I start with you? I am excited to announce that uh, – We've been talking about downtown Disney and with the hotel construction for how long now since the show was rebooted. And one of the establishments there that did close as part of all of this was the Earl of Sandwich. And uh, it is returning for a limited time back at downtown Disney. So apparently they didn't start ripping apart everything inside the restaurant and they're able to just uh, go in and kind of tidy up and get going. But yeah, it's, uh, it is returning. 
right back in the same location just for a limited time, and you'll be able to get your hot sandwiches and soups and and uh, salads, wraps, what, I didn't know whatever you enjoy. There. What are you... Literally, the only reason to go to Earl of Sandwich <laughs> is to get sandwich. a holiday sandwich and yep. the tomato yep. soup. Ew, gross. I don't like tomato soup. Yuck. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> tomato soup, yuck. The only place I've had tomato soup where I was like, okay, this isn't bad, is at Jolly Holiday with their grilled cheese no, and this, thing. But that's a bisque, mm-hmm. I think. And, I think it's well, a- this is better. It's a creamier version kind of like that it's it's a creamy tomato soup with the perfect croutons made out of the earl of sandwich bread that they they bake into croutons it is it is heavenly i mean the price has gone up way too much but uh it's it's still a solid sandwich every time it's it's something it's something that i don't get when i'm out at uh, disneyland because i can always get it right back here in walt disney world but i will say that that was always anytime i'd stay at disneyland hotel that was my morning coffee spot when i needed (laughs) a pick-me-up because that was the closest place to actually get good coffee right away so i'm I'm happy that it's returning for a limited time it feels to me i mean i don't know i guess like once you're in the disney culture more and more it feels like it's like kind of a staple you know like it like so it seemed kind of like crazy that they wouldn't have an earl of sandwich out there i guess yeah well i i agree with you rhino like one of the things that i kept thinking is like oh when they build this new hotel they've got to put earl of sandwich in there right like that's just where it's gonna go like i was in denial that it was gonna be gone forever so well it's weird too because the only other place i've ever seen an earl of sandwich is in a rest stop in maryland so (laughs) they have them in rest stops all up and down 95 they have them at airports i try to always stop at the ones whenever they show the sign i'm like oh we're pulling over i'm like (laughs) but um well that's exciting uh they didn't give a date for that um and then but um i forgot i completely forgot that salt and straw is also going to be opening pretty soon at downtown disney um and i am pretty um excited for that because i went to the one that was in culver city in california and i it's a very unique ice cream experience um and i'm sad it won't be there in time to offer their holiday uh offerings like uh there was bugs and grass and stuff like that but um Mm, and then you guys are also going to have um ballast point coming soon and the black tap craft burgers and shakes um i feel like i just would go just to have an uh an eating tour of disney uh, downtown disney at this point yeah seriously yeah, but t- I'm this- hoping Black Tap opens. Uh, so far, I've I haven't seen any progress on the outside, There's but <laughs> I don't see anything. I like I've been like peeking and like seeing, and I, maybe they're just working on the inside a lot more. But is that I, the one going yeah. where Build a Bear was, or is that Ballast Point? Uh, Ballast Point is uh, going where Ride Makers was. Okay, uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is a good segue into yours, Tyler. Yeah, so uh, there's been a lot of construction going on, like Rhino just alluded to in downtown Disney, and now they have just reopened the upstairs, well, it's not even like reopened, they just opened the upstairs dining room at Naples Restaurante, so uh, we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago, but they used to have just an outdoor patio upstairs there, and now the whole thing has been enclosed, and they're they've opened it up to guests, so... We're going to do a review on it soon, I think, here, probably by the time, probably in the next week, uh, you'll see when you see this um, podcast, sorry. But I, I, 
I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I think it looks like a beautiful room. Um, it's the very bar, open and yeah, bright. It's, it looks very open. The bar outside was completed a few months ago, and it looks so nice. And yeah, the bar looks we, really nice. Yeah, we sat there and got a drink one night, and it was it was pretty relaxing. And um, I don't know. It, it's not nothing more much to say about Naples. It uh, looks the, more welcoming. Yeah. I feel like they, the mm -hmm. entrance is more... Like when you walk in, it's just they have like automatic doors when you walk in, so it's not like you have to like open it. So it just like opens almost, when you walk in. So like, it just I don't know, it looks nicer. Yeah, it almost looks like you're walking into like a hotel lobby or something. Like how much nicer they've made it. So well, I think the seems... addition of the bar outside does give it this whole vibe where it's kind of like this this open welcoming place and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I I like Na uh, Naples. Like, how do you say it? <laughs> Ristorante. Restaurant. Well, I just call it Naples, but um, but I always feel like I'm describing somewhere in Florida when I say that. But um, but yeah. So I I enjoy the pizza there. I do think it's a little pricey, but it's it's decent pizza. It's good, yeah. not decent. It's good pizza. Yeah. Yeah. The and I just want to mention real quick that the to go spot is still under construction. So if you if you really want to get a to go pizza, they still have their little uh, stand outside, and you can go and look for the stand that says to go pizza. There's a big arrow. And uh, they'll help you out with that, but they don't have their little convenience store area open quite yet. So. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Tyler. What about you, Katrina? What are you most excited for right now? Or it's not like not what I'm excited. most excited for. Yeah. I'm just more of like I'm bitter right now. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so I'm talking about the Funko Pop, the Ezra in the Doom Buggy Funko Pop that was released last weekend, or like I guess a couple weekends ago, because this is coming out a week later. But I'm really sad because of the limit that they gave everybody, and so it sold out crazy early compared to all the other Funko Pops that have been released in the past couple months or so. Yeah, and we got there at about 11 a.m. And they were sold out, and Wonderground was the only place that kind of held out uh, until I think until around 11 o'clock. We were there. We missed it by 10 minutes, oh. and I was really bummed. But I just like I. I'm a little upset on their limit that they give people because I know in Florida they have it for a 10 limit and then in California they try to reduce it to like a five limit, but still, that's what I think. There's a, huh? I, I think five is still a lot. I, I, I do think it's, I wish it was five here. I get five, I think four even, but like it, I wish the it thing was that's two. crazy is yeah. if you go to like Target to buy a Target exclusive, you can only buy like, I think the max is like two. I so, think it's because people abuse the power because there's a lot of locals here that make money off of selling them on eBay. And if you look on Instagram, if you like follow Disney stuff, you'll see pictures of people and they have bags and bags of Funko Pops that they're going to be selling on eBay. And right now they're going from like 60 to over $100 to try to bid for it's them. Just, it's just and crazy it's, too. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like my thing is like – they know they're going to sell out. I, we knew it was going to be popular because it's Haunted Mansion. It's always very popular. Um, they're going to do the other ghosts, too. So people are want to want to complete the set of the three Doom buggies, or I'm assuming eventually four, maybe, unless he's in something else. But um, I I just I – don't, I don't know. The, I, I think that it's just – like you can see people leaving with bags and bags of bags of them. Like even just to set the limit that low, it will cut a little bit because here what happened is there would be people who would be like, OK, here's mom. She bought 10. Here's uh, the son. He bought 10. Here's the daughter. She bought 10. Here's the husband. He bought 10. And you're like, mm -hmm. OK, that family doesn't need 40 of those. And it kind of – you know, it ruins it for people who just want it like for them. 
I, I get the idea of like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just hate that kind of, it happens with anything, you know, it's just, it's that whole, like, that, like you said, people trying to make a profit because they know people yeah. want it. And I'm like, I don't, there's no real way to cut it down, I guess. Well, I don't know. it's also a lack of Disney still not understanding what is actually popular with them. Like they clearly have made such a strive, uh, a push forward with Haunted Mansion merchandise over the last five years or so. And they, it seems like it finally clicked that like, oh, people like the Haunted Mansion. We should make a lot of stuff with it. So you have Funko, which is one of the biggest collector's items out there right now that people mm -hmm. adore because they're really cute and they're not super expensive. I mean, they're creeping up there now, but a little bit in general, yeah. if you get like a standalone figure, they're not bad. It's like 10 bucks, average 10 bucks yeah. for the little standalone guy. I'd with say. the Disney ones, the bigger ones now that they're rides, those are $40 mm -hmm. and then like 32 with an annual pass discount. But I thought they were 20. Was it 25 for a Splash Mountain or was it 40? Was it that expensive? Splash Mountain it, was 40. Yeah. yeah, I knew the Doom Buggy one was definitely 40 because that's the. There's a Megazord, or an Ultrazord one from Target, but it, so there's the regular size, which are the standee guys. Then there's the the bigger ones, um, and then this other one is supposed to be like the biggest ones they make. And the Haunted Mansion ones not in the biggest one they make. It's in the second round of ones, but it's Disney pop yeah. vinyl, so it's the extra uh, surcharge. You know, but uh, going around back to it, it's Haunted Mansion. This was going to sell out day one. It is popular. People love Mansion. This should have had a much bigger edition. Um, and it was Halloween, too. So I feel like that could have been into play, too. Because yeah. it was Halloween time, Haunted Mansion. And and that's like... And, that's where Disney, it's like, just, I, I know that you don't care. Your ultimate goal is make them with Funko. It doesn't matter if you make a ton or a little bit. You just want them to sell out. That's all that really matters to you. And that's fine. But think about it. With the Haunted Mansion, make a lot. With Figment, yes, there is a, a cult of us who love Figment. But the amount that they made for the 30th anniversary Epcot Figment was just plain ludicrous <laughs> they didn't need that much and so it seems like they still can't figure out what's popular and what's not they don't know until they see the trends and then they finally figure it out so i just wish that with any of the future funko releases that they start like before they put these into production they have someone from funko and they have someone from disney come together and actually say like what should the edition size be and then Disney later, you can figure out the limits and all that. But in my opinion, the Doom Buggy and the Splash Mountain one were completely just underproduced. And mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of them are, but it's also just as it becomes a bigger phenomena, it changes. I remember the Indiana Jones Adventure Ride Vehicle one mm -hmm. years back. I like that would come into stores, yeah, and it would sell out. And then it would come back into stores like a week or two later, sell out. And it did this for like three months. Yeah. And so you always, it, it wasn't you had to be there right on release day. You just had to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. You, you and you might get it. lucky. Yeah. And I, I like that style more. I wish I they would go with that. I think as a whole Funko, like the, the, the whole company is like starting to do this just more and more, like not just with Disney, but if you follow their Twitter and stuff, like it's like, it seems like every other tweet from them is like, Hey, come to this, come to New York comic con and you can get this special edition Funko pop come to, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, PAX prime or whatever. And you can get this Funko pop. Like, you know, they, they've been 
slowly coming out with more and more like special edition ones that don't last very long. My, so my... I wonder how much of it has to do with Disney, you know, making these small amounts and how much of it is actually just Funko making a small amount just because they like to have that exclusivity uh, kind of you know, cloud around them, you know? I, I don't mind when they do it as, like, it's a chase or a variant. Like, okay, you can come and get this. So, like, I have all the Power Ranger ones, you know, and they released. So they, f- they first came out, all, all they originally first came out only red, pink, and white. And they ended up being super rare. And people were like, why did you just pick just these three Rangers? Like, And so years went by, and they finally made them all, and they were super popular again. And then they made the Megazord one, which was a, a larger-sized pop. They made it an exclusive to some convention. And I, I don't like that because it makes it – like it's – it's, it's, you know, the completionist in you. You can't take one out and be like, you can only get this one part over here. Like, make it a rare version of it somehow. You know, make it metallic. Make it this. Make it that. And that's why I feel like, I don't know. It, they're, like, driving the rarity of it in the wrong way. You know, it's like what Craig said. Like, they don't under it's They're creating an incredibly negative experience. So now whenever I'm thinking about the Disney parks Funko pops. I have this like pit in my stomach that I don't like, like I like them and yeah, I want them and like, you know, but I don't want it to be, I want it to be fun to try and get like Craig said, like I want it to be like the the Indiana Jones ones. Like I remember seeing those on the shelf and the day where I was like, I'm going to go buy it now. It was gone. And I was like, well, serves me right. And the same (laughs) thing happened with the original four haunted mansion ghosts. Those were out for a while. Like I saw them, I had like them in my hand and I was like, nah, and then when I finally went to buy them, gone. And that's on me, you know. It just feels like they they just ruin this. I don't want to go to Magic Kingdom at 7 a.m. to get in line. It, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think from their standpoint of being a business that is, you know, trying to sell these little tiny plastic things, like think of like Beanie Babies, think of like Pokemon cards and Pogs and stuff like that. Like they have to create an artificial scarcity on some of these things. Or they don't get the word out there that that you want these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, it, without the artificial scarcity, there isn't. They're basically giving themselves advertising by creating less. So, you know, I think they do that. They've done that with plenty of toys in the past, like Beanie Babies. I mean, I Ugh. I remember when like the year 2000 babies. Beanie Babies came out. It was like everybody needed to have it. Like, you know, so it it was just one of those things where they just know they create less and people get more excited. Yeah. Well, with that said, um, there is a, there is a rumor that I've heard that, um, from the people who work in the, not Disney parks, but in the line of the people who produce these things that Disney parks is having another release next month. They're trying to make this a kind of a regular thing. So, um, I heard diamond, uh, edition of the angry bird here, the angry bird, the orange bird, uh, <laughs> here, and then a diamond edition of the, um, Yeti for Disneyland. So we will see. But anyway, all right. Well, thank you guys for having this discussion. Let's move on and talk about the, mickey's halloween party at disneyland resort so i have done this party before have you done it before craig yes yes okay i did it in 2016 i don't think a lot has really maybe changed too much from then um but tyler katrina you guys experienced this on like day one right 
Yeah, the first the first day we saw it, and then just to mention, this party is completely sold out. Uh, good luck trying to find this ticket. I know maybe you can get it at the hotel, possibly, right? Yeah, if you're so if you're gonna be staying at a hotel and you done you didn't get your um you didn't get your tickets yet to the Halloween party, if you're very nice or if you're in concierge or something like that, sometimes they do put aside some tickets for people that are staying at the hotels, so maybe go and ask around, but other than that, it, you're not going to get them online anymore for sure, so, um, but yeah, yeah, we had a great time at the party, it was a really fun time, I, and it's and it's mostly as Rhino has said, not much has changed, uh, there's a couple little things here and there, but other than that, for anybody who doesn't know, when you go to Mickey's Halloween party, you're basically in for a very Halloween-y kind of environment where they put, you know, all these different colored lights everywhere, um, and they they change the, you know, they change up the decorations a little bit. They put out treat trails so you can go and get all this candy. They give you bags right when you get in. You get candy all day, all night, and then um, there's like special shows and stuff too. So. Uh, like, for example, you can go and see the Cadaver Dance out on the Rivers of America doing some Halloween-inspired uh, songs that are all from, like, Nightmare Before Christmas and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. I, I really do enjoy it. Well, let's, let's start at the top for people who have never experienced this uh, Halloween party period. So this event um, was taking place. Like we said, tickets are sold out. I'm just giving you the information is that it was September 19th through October 31st. Um, the tickets ranged in price from $95 to $130, uh, if, depending if you bought them online, day of. Day of is a joke because it's sold out. But <laughs> um, but um, one interesting thing about this party ticket is actually that if you are coming for that day, it will allow you to get into both parks. It will allow you to Three go hours to, before. Yes, three hours party. before the party. And you can, for the remainder of that night, go into both California Adventure and Disneyland Park. So if you are not feeling the Halloween parade after you've bought your ticket, you feel f- or the Halloween party, you feel free to go over and do Monsters After Dark. Oh, man, I was going to make a Monsters After Dark joke when we were talking about Christmas stuff, and I forgot. I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like, oh, the Grinch is after dark, the holiday offering of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But um, <laughs> anyway, so that's you know that's that. Like Tyler said, um, there's uh, the party. You know, is all Halloween themed, so people you know come in costumes, kids, adults alike. Um, they have the treat trails, like you said. There's a whole set of costume guidelines. If you're not familiar with it, you can visit the website or visit www.info.com, where we have some of those uh, that information on there for you as well. Um, I really enjoy so there's there's parade, fireworks, trick or treating, and then special shows like you said. So I want to walk through each one of those things first. Let's talk about the parade because the parade begins similar to how ours begins with a little visit from the headless horseman. We do, but we also have Ichabod Crane that comes out as well, and they Ooh. tell the story of like the headless horseman and Ichabod Crane as they kind of like, you know get everybody like pumped and ready for the parade. Yeah. And I love how Ichabod Crane walks cuz he just like he looks just like he's, he's from the cartoon, the cartoon. Yeah, you know? Really. So crazy. That's cool. Uh, and then, you know, and like the headless horseman slowly follows. I feel like he comes This one's a lot slower than Magic Kingdom cuz I feel like the headless horseman in Magic Kingdom goes by too fast. I don't know, it's just me. I like blink and then he's gone and I'm like, "Well, I just missed it." 
Yeah. He's definitely a little bit, but he's, I mean, it's not that bad. Didn't they slow him down? Like, I feel like he used to go faster and they slowed him down. Yeah, well, uh, in the video I saw this year, he was kind of moseying around. Um, no, that's nice. But I, I don't know. Craig, you were there. Do you remember? Oh, he it's super slow. Uh, okay. Uh, Ten years ago, it, yeah. he used to actually— He'd race It used to street, be right? uh, not, not like a race, but it was quick. Like, now, I think a lot of people think like, oh, he's moving so fast— because they try to take a picture and they see the blur and it's like, well, no, you just don't really understand how a camera works in the right <laughs> setting. That was not me. Um, you, <laughs> you, once you understand like, okay, well, I need a, I need a super fast shutter speed. Uh, if it, the longer it's open, the more blurry it's going to be. Uh, once you figure that out, you can get those good photos of him. But <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't move super fast anymore. No, so yeah. um, so that's cool. That's a nice start to the parade. And then the Frightfully uh, frightfully Fun Parade is the name of your Halloween parade. And that mm-hmm. is, is it still all themed to Nightmare Before Christmas? Or is it just kind no. of general? It's for everybody. It's like it's, every, yeah. kind of like every villain comes out. And so you'll see some crazy, like, uh, what's the guy? F- Frollo? Is that Frollo from Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame? You'll yeah. see him come out, Ratcliffe, and... You know, the what the evil, well, I don't know what it's called, Lady Tremaine and the stepsisters have come out. But the song is better than Boo to You, I feel like. I, I like our Excuse song. You. Far better than Boo <laughs> to You. But um, you disagree? Oh, okay. No, I don't know. I can't remember the <laughs> song, and I don't want to turn the video on right now while I'm watching it. But um, yeah. I feel like it gets stuck in your head faster, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, and then the one new addition is Vampirina uh, to the parade. Yeah, and I was very disappointed by Vampirina. Well, they just my put her thing on the back like, of the last cares? float. That's all they did. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't belong. I feel like she needed another kind of float for herself because they just stuck her on the back of the parade where all the like old villains. Well, Vampirina, to... for people that don't know, is a part of a Disney. Um, uh, what's the channel? Disney Junior. Disney Junior um, TV show and. It's like a Doc McStuffins, but she's no. a vampire. It's Tyler has said this every episode we talk about it. It's Goth McStuffins. Goth McStuffins. <laughs> oh my god! I I'm that. glad you said it because I was about to say it again, and I was no, like, "No, that's hilarious." I keep forgetting that, so it's a treat for me every time. <laughs> I haven't been to the Halloween party since 2014. When did they kick Miss Piggy out of the cavalcade? I don't think oh, she was in the party when I was there in 2016. It's a different parade. So. Yeah, I know, but it, Miss Piggy should be a part of Halloween. It always made the Wait most sense. Wait a minute, sense. though. Was it life-size Miss Piggy, or was it human-size Miss Piggy? It, it so was, was it Piggy, size. It was what puppet. size she should be, which is yeah. about three feet tall? Yeah, it was, it was Miss Piggy. Well, because yeah. you uh, remember, do you remember the one at Hollywood Studios and the Muppets were the size of you yeah. and I? Yeah, and I was it like, wasn't this bad. is disturbing. To they me. fixed that back in <laughs> the early frightening. 90s when they closed it. Okay. No, that parade was going on when I worked there in 2007. Like, that was a scary they were, parade. They were in a parade? I thought they had their own show. Anyway. No, they, there was a, it was the motorcade cavalry thing whatever anyway i like um the nightmare like i like the mayor coming out in his car from nightmare before christmas like what i love is these like i mean we do have floats that are our floats but it's like you've got the vampires coming out you've got jack and sally on their like little staircase and coming i like it's really yeah it yours feels more like 
full Halloween themed through and through, you know, because then you've got like half the size of yours. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, you know, (laughs) I I, I feel like but at least it's all like you've got the grave diggers, you've got the zombie dancers, you've got the um, the hitchhiking ghosts, um, these creepy tall things i don't know what they are they're um, like shadow monsters yeah. from uh dr oh, Facilio. oh right 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 okay plus the ursula is so cool like i like your ursula part of she like... was new last year last year was ursula's first year okay because so. i was like i do not remember seeing that in person yeah. because it's like a person but they're on like a little i don't know are they walking she is, or are they she's on like a motorized yeah yeah so that's cool. I do like Maleficent's dragon up on top. Like you don't really notice it because you're staring at a lot of the characters, and then like just make your eyes go up a little bit, and then Maleficent's dragon's like hanging up around that's like cool. the the big ending float. Yeah, and I I agree with you about the Vampirina thing though because she is just kind of shoved on the back the last float that goes through, so you don't even yeah. see it till it turns around. And you're like, hey, wait a minute, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Like, like somehow this little girl like stowed away on on the back of this float. Yeah, and she all she's really doing, uh, what she's doing too, is she is going along to the music, and and trying to walk you through her own dance. So she's doing like, the mummy, the mummy, like spider dance, spider dance. She's like saying all these different things. She's trying to lead you through like basically a dance party, like a spooky dance party. And but it just comes off as really weird because it's so hard to hear her that. You, you, it's like it was very random, and nobody in the audience is dancing or anything, obviously. So, I think it was they were, just a very weird yeah. injection into the parade. But, yeah, they were like, We got this one Halloween property, I guess we're not really using it, but um, yeah. Well, then you also have your um, the Halloween Scream fireworks, um, which are different than our Hollow Wishes, yes. Um, you guys have that balloon like so it still happens on um sleeping beauty's castle um you have the balloon that rises up and it's kind of like um when i was there i don't i'm assuming it's the same it had the oogie boogie projection that like was on it and he like it's jack skellington jack skellington hosts the fireworks Uh, oogie boogie is on there at a certain point during like his kind of section but yeah it it has that big balloon that rises up and jack skellington kind of goes through the whole night he kind of hosts in between every song he'll come on and say a couple things and one of the coolest things is zero flying over the castle yeah i love that yeah so there's a couple times when zero flies over and it just looks it looks so good it really does well and you guys have you utilize some projections during the show as well we do Yeah, yeah yeah definitely on the castle um, there are definitely parts where they'll have Oogie Boogie, you oh know, his gosh. casino all over the castle or like, you know, they'll put a bunch of scary eyes all over the castle. Like, you know, a lot of different things like that. It, it's, it's very fun. It, it, it's one of the shows that they first updated, I, I, I want to say. So like when they first started doing the projection things, that was one of the first shows to actually get like a little upgrade as opposed to just having lights and stuff so yeah. yeah it's not like anything the projections aren't spectacular but they really add a lot to the, to the I show i love oogie boogie's scene like the whole fireworks are so upbeat and you just get so pumped for halloween and like how i'm just amazed on how upbeat the songs are and the fireworks hit every single note and it just like blows my mind and then when oogie boogie comes out and like all of the castle is pretty much like a roulette wheel and like all these flashing lights and stuff from like a casino that you would see and I just, it just like blows my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. I like need to go. And then I like want to leave and go watch like Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Yeah. 
it does make me want to watch that movie, that's for sure. Well, and you guys mentioned, too, um, one of the other things that I thought was really, really cool was the cadaver dans that are on the Rivers of America because they come along in like a Mark Twain kind of style boat. The um, Not Mark Twain because that would imply the big boat. I mean, I meant like Tom Sawyer's island raft. Boat. Yeah, they do. They come, out, they come out on the raft that will take guests to Tom Sawyer Island during the day. And they put like candelabras on it and everything like that. And they give the cadaver dance. Like over in over in Orlando, your cadaver dance have this very like prospector kind of western feel to them. And they have that over in California as well, but they're much more like kind of like bankers and stuff. They're not necessarily they're, they're, they seem like they would have more money, if that makes sense. Like they're not necessarily like diggers and and stuff like that, like they are in in. Uh, uh, Disney World, so I, I still think it's really cool. They 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 come out, they sing a few songs, and they fog up through the entire party. They're putting fog all over the rivers of America because they have this whole thing built in for Fantasmic, right? So they just turn it all on, and when when there's fog all night long, that entire section gets this very spooky vibe about it, yeah. and you can barely see the cadaver dance out there sometimes. And it's just like this perfect vibe. It really well, is. Yeah, I love that because I love, I love, like you said, the vog, it, it, the the vog, the fog adds to that atmosphere. And then you know you've got the Spanish moss coming down in in New Orleans Square, and then haunted holiday, um, haunted mansion holiday being decorated the way it is on the exterior, regardless, is still a haunted house-looking thing with all the pumpkins glowing, and you've got the the, the, the Jack from the, the opening of Nightmare, where he's the um, uh, the scarecrow, and I like that you can kind of see Zero moving around on the top of the building, too, and it just, that whole area is very, very cool, so um, yeah, so, so uh, the then, one th- oh, okay. sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just the one difference that they didn't do from last year or the years prior is they took away the talking scarecrows over at Frontierland. I noticed oh, that they yeah. they took away because there's like real live actors oh. that are like scarecrows and they talk to you and stuff, and they took away those. Oh, and yeah. they were they were at least the one that I got to interact with. He was kind of sassy at me. Like, oh, he, yeah, he didn't they hold get back. sassy. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too bad. That's a shame. But they also have, um, so they have the daytime setup stuff is still out there as well. So you can see the Dios Muertos area out there. Um, you can, you know, experience Haunted Mansion Holiday. You can do Ghost Galaxy. Overall, I feel like the theming of Halloween, for the party at least, really spreads itself throughout the entire park of Disneyland Park. Compared to like Magic Kingdom, I feel like it kind of sticks to like Main Street and a little bit out. But yeah. it it really feels like okay, I'm in a really themed party right now. So yeah, I think it's and, really and cool. one of the one of the only sections too that's that's that only it only happens during the party, but I love it so much is is the new area over by where they're building Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the whole entire uh, Frontierland pathway that goes to Fantasyland, because they light that whole thing up. There's different sound effects, and you can only experience it fifteen and fifteen nights a year at that party. And it, to me, like, it, it makes that whole area so cool. It's like and, a monster, like, breathing and, yeah, you, can, you know, oh, you hear, like, neat. pounding yeah. and, like, it's just, it's so spooky. The, they, they did take away the eyeballs that are, like, kind of. Yeah, so there, there used to be, a, there used to be, like, eyeballs, like, hanging out in the cave that you could see. Oh, Last year was cool. the first year they did it. And this year they've gotten rid of the eyes, so Too I don't scary. know why they did that. But it's just but... still spooky because they're like, <laughs> yeah. it's so loud. So like, there's a monster in there, and you just know it. Yeah. And you're just like waiting for it to come out and kill you. And you hear a goat for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but they 
but you do. Well, <laughs> was, was there any um, exclusive to the party treats or anything that you tried, or was it you like? How was your yeah. experience at the party? Did you enjoy it? Like, was oh, it yeah. too I mean, crowded? We enjoyed it. So, I mean, well, first of all, I'll, I'll walk you through it real quick. We got in um, probably around seven thirty or something. The no. party. Yeah, I think no, so. No, it wasn't seven thirty. It was like six thirty. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we got in. We got in. 30, <laughs> we got in thirty minutes after the party started. Is what I'm. What what's really the important part? And so we ended up doing uh, our first couple tree trails. We we got a bunch of candy. Um, the nice thing is, is in Disneyland, they're very they're very giving with their candy. They'll just give you like handfuls every time you go through. So, um, we did that. Then we uh, decided we were going to go do uh, Ghost Galaxy. So we did Ghost Galaxy, and we were waiting for uh, the parade and the fireworks. So I will say, because we wanted to get a good spot for the parade and the fireworks, it ended up taking us altogether around two hours, and that was like almost half of our uh, half of our party time. Yeah. So and the fireworks were late because they yeah. still needed to get like that approval and stuff. So it was a delay for a good like another twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Yeah. So we did that stuff, uh, but. So I think that's important to keep in mind, though. Like if you, if the, if the fireworks, you need to be in the front, it's going to take away a lot of your party time. So keep that in mind. But I, I just, I don't know if you actually need to do that. I think we could have gotten a little bit of a worse spot and been fine. Oh, yeah. And we wouldn't have had to wait so long. But I just wanted to make sure I got some really good shots. So. And then the parade is twice. So if you don't need to go to the first parade, go to the second one because there's going to be less people. The parade, this Halloween party is on a weekday usually. And then I think, no, not on a Friday. I don't know. Um, but go if you go on like a weekday, you know people are going to leave to go back to school and stuff. So the second parade is less populated. And that's when, like, for us, that's when we go ride rides, get candy, and all that, because everybody leaves after the after the fireworks usually. Yeah. So that's like the best time to like enjoy and get your stuff done. What time I did the park to... close? It closed at midnight. Okay. Or actually, know, it was 11. 11, it was eleven the night we went. But so sometimes if the it if the party starts at seven, it closes at twelve, and then if the party starts at six, it closes at eleven. Okay, so the party is five hours long, and. You can go in three hours before, so it's eight hours. So I'm going to ask everybody in this room, and you can go to the other park as well. Um, Craig, you first. What do you think? Do you think this party is worth it as your experience of when you went? Do you, do you, does it still sound like it might be worth it to you? No. I, in my opinion, I kind of, because we were planning on going to, to Disneyland for Halloween this year, and we just kind of ran out of time to plan it mm -hmm. and all of that. But even back when we were making the original plans to go, the Halloween party was X'd off the list almost immediately yeah. because it is way overpriced for the experience that you actually get. And considering you can still get some of the Halloween spirit throughout the day, just going as a regular day guest to Disneyland or Disney California Adventure, uh, I don't, unless you really are a diehard about trick-or-treating, the fireworks, or the parade, uh, it's just not, in my opinion, it's not enough to push it over the edge and make the, the leap into it. There's there's other Halloween-ish things to do at a hard-ticket cost in California that you can you can also try out, like knots or... or anything not yeah. halloween horror nights 
looked awful this year. Yeah, well, we do recommend Not Scary Farm very much, and that I th- I want to say we spent one hundred and twenty five dollars on our ticket last year, and that included front of the line passes. But and it it was hands down no. phenomenal event for us to go to. But and, you have to be into that sort of like yeah. scary haunted house yeah. thing. You and know? that's yeah. uh, that's the only thing I wanted to say. That comes with me at this point in time in my life. I don't have kids yet. I can understand if you have kids why yeah. you would want to take them. However, thinking of like if we're going with the stereotypical family of four, let alone even yeah. five or six, I cannot fathom spending you know five six hundred seven hundred dollars on a party like this it just it adds up quick, it yeah. makes me want to throw up thinking about <laughs> it so um well what do you guys Even think you what do you think uh for me I, okay i i try to think like both sides like so there's a lot of diehard like annual pass holders that come and try to show off their costumes they've been working on for their whole family they collect candy and it's like they use that candy for themselves and like give it away for halloween and stuff when halloween comes around um for me i I don't know. It's not. It wasn't worth it this year because there was no exclusive merchandise except for like the Halloween shirts and stuff. But there was no exclusive popcorn bucket and the treats. They never promoted any oh. of the special treats. Talk real quick. What, you just reminded me. We forgot to mention that if you were an annual pass holder, they had a special <laughs> area that only annual yeah. pass holders could go to, and they gave you this because right. you said so, they didn't have exclusive treats, but. An annual this pass is in the star, was it Starcade over yeah, in the Starcade area, and so you need to have your annual pass, and then there's an exclusive annual pass t-shirt. It wasn't a t-shirt; it was like a long sleeve t-shirt, and that's the and then an exclusive pin. So they had a lot of pins for Halloween, and then you can get your other merchandise over there for annual pass holders, and then there's a secret treat trail uh, in there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for me, it wasn't it wasn't worth the amount paid for this year because. It was just, I mean, there's exclusive meet and greets this year. I didn't know that they would have, uh, what's her face, the tightrope girl. Oh, and they had the, the, like that, the wife, what's her name? Oh, my God, I forgot her name from Haunted Mansion. The the murderer. Oh, the, <laughs> the bride. Ghost. The bride. The bride. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so they had her, and but there was no, there was no ex- like exclusive stuff to like make you want to go. Hmm. And... I don't know. It, this year, they didn't really have, they didn't promote their special treats like they did last year because they're like, oh, only exclusive for this night. You can get this and this and this. I think they just had the regular treats as they would on during the day. So this year, I'm not, I wasn't sure. Last year was worth it. Yeah. I mean, for me, the more I do this party, the the less exciting it is. Uh, it's, it, and like, for me, I have to go and, you know, I have to see the fireworks. I have to see the, the parade because of my job, honestly. And I would, the way I would like to actually run the party is just to do all the rides I possibly can. Just get there and keep going on rides all night long because every ride was a walk-on. Like, or at least all the rides that we walked past. Except for, you know, like Hunter Mansion Holiday and stuff. So It's like a 20 minutes. I, I was think Max you... Pass working that night or no? No. 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 Okay. So they disabled that for the party. Okay. Yeah, they don't do any Fast Pass type of stuff during parties and special events and stuff. But um, it, it was it's one of those things where I feel like even if you don't want to do the Halloween stuff, you can get it in. You can get it in just by walking through the park and you get some Halloween India that way. Yeah. But, like, if you just want to go on rides and this is, like, kind of your one day to do it, I think it's actually not a bad idea because, like we were saying, you can get in three hours ahead of time. So And it's like basically a park hopper too. So you get in three hours ahead of time, it's a park hopper, and you get about eight hours of this stuff to do. 
I don't think that's a bad deal, actually, uh, considering that it's going to be this. Well, what what did we say? It's going to be a little bit more money to get like a park hopper. Um, I mean, uh, the tickets on average, day. if you go at the beginning of the season, is about you know one hundred and fifteen dollars, and then towards like Halloween, it's like one hundred and thirty for those tickets. And then how much is a regular one day pass park hopper? Like one hundred and twenty something. Um, I think it's more than that. Um, but that's the thing is, I think you can get. I actually think you can get a lot more done during this party if you if you spend your time wisely than yeah. you can in with a full price day ticket. I agree so. with you on that because while everybody's watching the parade and fireworks, you can go off and do rides, and yeah. then a lot of people do candy at the beginning of the night, and you can do candy at the end. Like if you walk towards a ride and there's a free treat trail, like there's no line, just walk over, get your candy. It's not a big deal. I feel like they did more fruit this year, like more apple slices and more carrots. Yeah. They're starting um, to get away from candy a little bit, I feel like. Yeah. But, but other um, than that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was a really fun party. I think it's expensive, and I could see it not being for everyone. I mean, I, it's not it's not something that every single person is going to want to do. And, you know, Craig brought up uh, Not Scary Farm and Universal Studios Hollywood, the uh, Horror Nights. I've done both this year, and I would definitely recommend Scary Farm. Scary Farm is like, if you're if you don't have any kids with you, Scary Farm is the best thing to do in that whole area for Halloween. If you ask me, I, I it was great this year again, just like it was last year, and it's cheaper than Disneyland, and you'll have all sorts of fun there. I guarantee it. It's ten minutes away, uh, north. So if you go up north ten minutes, you'll be over there, Scary Farm. I I just think that this is something for kids mostly. So. And for and for a Katrina because I don't like the scary scary stuff. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a park hopper ticket for ten and up on a regular day, not a value or a peak day, is one hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Oh my! Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, then yeah, then it's totally more. worth it. I feel like if you get this yeah. ticket and then you have it for eight hours. Yeah, and you don't need to pay attention to if you don't care about the Halloween stuff, then don't pay attention to it. This yeah. is still a cheaper still way nice. to get in and just ride all the rides you want to ride. You know. All right. Well, I uh, for me, I don't know. Um, it's it's a toss up for me. I I I am on the side of like I. I think if you're really into Halloween, and my perspective as uh, an adult without children is that. Um, I think that Knott's Scary Farm offered much uh, more of a benefit, but I like the Haunted House stuff. Like, um, you know, I like Halloween Horror Nights. I do like the Disney Halloween parties. I'm glad I've experienced it at least once in my life. So I I think if you're like, this is your one trip out there and you want to do everything and you want to see what it's like, I don't think that you're going to be like, man, I shouldn't have spent this money. I, but it's, it is it is like what Craig said. You know, that money adds up really quick. So I don't know if, if you're like a big family, like what it's going to do. Because for us here, the, the whole thing was it was supposed to have less wait times. But if you're telling me a lot of the attractions there had walk-on rides, a walk-on wait, that's also a plus. So um, – so I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence about it. You know, it's not something like maybe I'm going to go out of my way to do, but if I can can do it again, I'm not going to be like, "No, but I it would only kind of be if I've done the other things that I wanted to do more, I guess." So, um well, thank you guys for having this discussion with me. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Katrina, Tyler, everyone. Um thank you folks for watching and listening. Um that is going to do it for this episode, but we'll be back with another episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Until next time, happy holidays.